You know, the problem with legalizing assisted suicide and euthanasia is that something that was previously not an option is now clearly an option. It's normalized. And in a recent example that I'm going to show you, it's even glamorized. This is from Canada. And then, of course, it's naturally expanded once again in Canada. That always happens the way once you remove the fence of a moral law like this. Let's check it out. So one of the concerns we expressed during the recent euthanasia debate in the referendum was the reality that terminally ill people are vulnerable to direct and indirect pressure from family, caregivers, medical professionals, as well as self-imposed pressure. And they may come to feel that euthanasia would be the right thing to do. They've had a good innings, they don't want to be a burden to their nearest and dearest. And it's virtually impossible to detect subtle emotional coercion let alone overt coercion that may be expressed at the best of times. But because we've legalized it, we've normalized it. No longer is the option off the table. It's clearly on the table. In fact, even my local hospice offers assisted suicide. But there's concrete evidence from countries which have introduced euthanasia that the availability and application of euthanasia expands to situations, other situations, because it's characterized as a human right. And so there's an inevitable push to expand the right to a greater number of people. Chronic conditions, disabilities, mental illness, maybe just tired of life or even children. And nowhere do we see this better than in Canada. Uh, Canada recently passed a law last year and they've changed the law. People who are not terminally ill can die by euthanasia. Uh, a doctor or nurse practitioner can lethally inject a person who's incapable of consenting if they previously got the consent. So incompetent people can die by euthanasia in Canada, even if maybe they'd changed their mind. Canada's also waived the 10-day waiting period if a person's natural death is deemed to be reasonably foreseeable. So a person could request euthanasia on a bad day and die the same day. By the way, New Zealand has no calling off period. The majority of MPs voted against even a one-week calling off or consideration period. And Canada has now approved euthanasia for mental illness, like depression, uh, and that kicks in next year. And now at least one private company in Canada has joined the pro-euthanasia movement. Canadian fashion retailer Simons produced and published a disturbing video glamorising assisted suicide, prompting a strong reaction from critics online. It's called La Maison Simons, I think is how you say it more commonly known as just Simons. And uh, it might be Simons, actually. I might be saying that wrong. Who cares? It's a brand headquartered in Quebec. Quebec. It's a fashion brand that traces its roots back to 1840. It's a very popular fashion brand. It's got a global reach. And in a video posted about a month ago titled All is Beauty, Simons tells the tale of a terminally ill woman who has opted for medically assisted voluntary euthanasia. And the topic is presented to viewers by the use of calming and serene images such as oceans and glowing whale-shaped lanterns as soft music plays in the background. The video is narrated by the terminally ill woman named Jennifer and allows her to explain her reasoning for choosing to be euthanized. Apparently dying in a hospital is not what's natural, that's not what's soft. In those kinds of moments, you need softness. And the words, a beautiful exit, appears on the screen while she talks. She speaks on her decision and the importance it holds to her, saying that 
Last Breaths Are Sacred, and the video ends with the words, For Jennifer, June 1985 to October 2022. Let me just show you uh, two short excerpts from it. Dying in a hospital is not what's natural. That's not what's soft. In these kind of moments, you need softness. So that's an ad for a fashion label. Uh, And the 37-year-old chose a sister dying after dealing with complications and chronic pain associated with a syndrome Ehlers-Danlos, I think is how you say it. It's a group of inherited disorders that affect connective tissue supporting many body parts. According to the NHS in the UK, some of the rare severe types can be life-threatening, but we don't know if that's the case here. And the video is available on Simon's shopping website. Viewers get a glimpse into the, some moments of Hatch's last moments and hear her share thoughts on life, death, and her quest to fill her days with beauty, with nature, and with connection. And the uh, chief merchant for the fashion chain, Peter Simon, said, this isn't about assisted suicide. It's really a story. It's a celebration of Jennifer's life, and I think she has a lot to teach us. Well, in fact, it's a celebration of taking your own life. It's a disturbing normalization. You can't promote suicide prevention when you're glamorizing assisted suicide like this. In fact, as 21 New Zealand mental health practitioners and academics argued during the recent debate in New Zealand, there's mounting statistical evidence from Oregon, Belgium and in the Netherlands that as the numbers, numbers using assisted dying rise, so do uh, suicide rates in the general population. Now, we'll be monitoring that as our law plays out. But here's the other disturbing development from Canada. An Ontario man suffering from an incurable neurological disease has provided the media with audio recordings that he says are proof that hospital staff offered him medically assisted death and despite his repeated requests to live at home. Roger Foley, he's 42, he earlier this year launched a landmark lawsuit against Uh, the Ontario Hospital, several health agencies, the Ontario government and the federal government. He alleges that health officials will not provide him with an assisted home care team of his choosing, instead offering, amongst other things, euthanasia. Now he suffers from a brain disorder that limits his ability to move his arms and legs and prevents him from independently performing daily tasks. And he's now sharing audio recordings of separate conversations he had with two healthcare workers at the hospital 
where he's been stuck in a hospital bed for more than two years. And in a separate audio recording from 2018, another man is heard asking Foley how he's doing and whether he feels like he wants to harm himself. Have a listen. From being active and healthy to disabled and helpless because of a rare neurological disease. He wants assisted home care. Instead, he says he's being offered a medically assisted death. I have not received the care that I need to relieve my suffering and only been offered assisted dying. If I had self-directed funding, then I'd be fine. But, but if you weren't, you, just, you can just apply to get a, a, assisted if you want it to end your life. Like, you know, I mean, you don't have to do it in some dramatic manner. You can apply for assisted, you know, in the second, Foley is told he will be charged more than $1,500 a day if he doesn't go home, with the suggestion he can apply for the right to die. What's the plan that you know of? Roger, I, this is not my show. I told you my piece of this was mm -hmm. to talk to you about if you had interest in assisted dying. In essence, the tape speaks about encouraging him um, or asking him if he's interested in assisted dying rather than working with him to provide the services that he needs. So it's clear as a lawyer that the safeguards are not uh, sufficient to protect Canadians and something needs to be done. You've already done This ethicist reviewed the audio clips. Sad and shocking. Tom Koch also worries that with growing pressure on health budgets, discussions like this may become more common. When the issue of the care of the fragile becomes simply a matter of financial expediency, when we're given the option of a rapid death rather than a complex life, then we are all at risk. Yeah, that's pretty disturbing, eh? And Foley said he decided to release the recordings to all Canadians as his situation got very bad recently where... He almost died. He said it's the real truth of what's going on in Canada regarding so many assisted deaths without appropriate safeguards in combination with the lack of necessary care that are not being provided to people who are suffering. And he also said this. I have not received the care that I need to relieve my suffering and only been offered assisted dying. I have many severe disabilities and I'm fully dependent. With the remaining time I have left, I want to live with dignity and live with as much independence as possible. Having medically assisted dying presented to people in my situation is wrong, and also denying me the proper care that I need to relieve my suffering and continue to live is equally as wrong. What also troubles me is I'm not the only one going through this situation, but I'm lucky enough to be able to speak up. I fear that people see persons with disabilities as not worthy to receive health care. The fact is that the more a person is disabled, the greater the supports that are necessary to be put in place, and those supports must be tailored to a person's individual needs. Yeah, I mean, this was the elephant in the room during the euthanasia referendum, which didn't get a lot of airplay, although it was raised by disability groups, because our new law only provides a right to one choice, premature death, assisted suicide. There's no corresponding right to palliative care. And as we know, good palliative care, hospice services, hospital treatment, they're resource intensive. Euthanasia is cheaper. 
And this law introduces a new element of financial calculation and decisions about the end-of-life care. It's the harsh reality, as we just saw in Roger's case. At an individual level, the economically disadvantaged who don't have access to better health care could feel pressure to end their lives because of the cost factor and because other better choices are not available to them. They don't want to be a financial burden on their family. That's why we'll continue to fight this law and ultimately get it repealed because nothing in the law guarantees the protection required for vulnerable people, including the disabled, elderly, depressed or anxious, and those who just feel themselves to be a burden or who are under financial pressure. We can live without euthanasia. (laughs) 